0: Welcome to a new and improved double exposure film club with a twist here at DE film pod. We've always been about viewing two films through the same lens over the weeks. My guests and I have curated two films and a unifying theme in an attempt to analyze cinema old and new. This to be honest was much too easy. Well, all right, not easy. I don't want to say dull either because I'm really proud of those conversations. Simply put, I want to raise the stakes on our conversations and ask, can you view two films through the same lens? From now on, no, that that doesn't sound epic and cinematic enough. From this day forth, the two films will be chosen at random. My guest and I will analyze, praise, and critique both movies in a lighthearted discussion. After covering all the bases of what a movie is, we'll answer the question that no one asked. Do these random films have anything in common? So let's get to it. As my guest today, I've got Matt Watson, the host of the wonderful, beautiful Phantom Panel Game Show podcast. Oh, that's perfect. That's did exactly I, it. Did I nail it? I,
1: I tend to prefer Quizmaster, Quizmaster. Over, over host, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I- the,
0: the ultimate quiz man.
1: I- yeah, Trivia Genius. Trivia just Genius. A, anything just like overall
0: that. superb uh, knower of knowledge. Oh, now those are your words. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for coming on, Matt. I'm glad you're here to try out the the brand new format on uh, Film Club with the Twist, Double Exposure. Yes. Does it make sense to you um, what the premise is of uh,
1: this episode um, from here on out? Yeah, so the two films were chosen at random. You texted me about a week ago. Yep. And you were like, these these are the films you're going to be watching. It's going to be 12 Angry Men. I was like, okay, haven't seen it. Let's check it out. Let's do it. Uh, and then Nausicaa and the. Not. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I'll leave all that in, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the Ghibli
0: again, film. A, a, a pre Ghibli film. In an anime. So yeah. I, I just wanted to be clear that we. That, my list is compiled of a hundred films, correct? Yes. A hundred films, each one randomly generated from various other lists. It may be the IMDB top two fifty. Okay. Maybe the top two fifty uh narrative features on Letterboxd. It may be Edgar Wright's favorite films. It may be the best, worst films on Letterboxd. It may be just random films on my list, films I have on DVD. It is a random number-generated thing. Totally random. There's a few movies I picked that that I catered to the list, but I won't get into that right now. You may see it on a future episode. But basically, it's all random, and then we number-generate that one. Just so this entire new format is completely generated i have no no say in it yes it's completely new for me as well
1: it's going to lead to some pretty unique conversations we've got some
0: we've got some some bold episodes coming in the future and i would say (laughs) that this one is a very very bold episode because again you have an anime from the 80s yeah and then you have one of arguably what some call the one of the greatest films of all time a film that has changed the course of dialogue and confrontation and conflict in mm-hmm. speech in itself. A Hollywood classic. A Hollywood classic, Twelve Angry Men. And yet how do you compare that with a Ghibli film? <laughs> right. I guess we'll have to find out, right? Right. So where do you even start with that? Well, so Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Yeah, she she's in the valley. Of she lives the in wind. the valley and there's, there's wind. Right. So yeah. it's like the, the the wind is a key part of the valley. So the valley of the wind is her is her
1: place of of origin it's a home in this post-apocalyptic world right it's a it's a post-apocalyptic adventure feature in, in in which there's lots of kingdoms from all over the place
0: yep lots of different governing powers kind of coming together that's it um very i i got a lot of interesting like star wars vibes from it just like different groups of people coming together to figure out uh kind of like a problem like yeah. there's just very yeah. different demographics of people so we have Nazuka who is our protagonist this wonderful kind of like teenage girl who is incredibly skillful of very good at flying very good at flying very good at her uh, knowing her surroundings and understanding the world in which she has grown to love and gr- just
1: in general grown up in. An emotional connection to nature. Right, exactly. Lots of that stuff, lots of beautiful thing. That's that that's the main thing is that there's this there's this jungle uh that's full of bugs and toxic spores, right?
0: The ohms. The ohms the ohms yeah, yeah, the give bu- off
1: when the ohms
0: die, they give off these spores. Yes. That then um then add like a toxic poison. So they always yeah. have to wear masks. They mask up. Oh. Which is good. Oh, that's very is r- familiar. Very very familiar. <laughs> something we've been doing for about a year now. They were they were very ahead of us in the post apocalyptic future, weren't they? They were, yes. They, they this was there was no pandemic within this film, but they they had it right to yeah. In to a mask way, their their entire existence was a pandemic. Exactly, But it yes. lasted a hundred years, and no one's really bitching about wearing masks yeah. in this movie too. So that's
1: that's a good thing. They know that it, this toxic stuff can really kill them. It, it'd be so jarring if one of the mustachioed characters was just like, "I'm not wearing a mask." Actually, <laughs> yeah. I think you find that violates my civil rights. Yeah, stop this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically you have Nausicaa and you have her entire being surrounded by this village that um that she's in
1: and and she uncovers this massive secret right where it's like it turns out that the the bugs uh, have this symbiotic relationship with the earth after the nuclear explosions that happened you can already tell how many genres are being mashed together so here. many different ones and, and and she learns that actually the bugs are protecting the planet right yeah they're, they're ensuring that biodiversity happens and that the the toxins from the fallout get turned into new life mm-hmm, exactly and like any
0: you know differing opinion there's a lot of other... Villages with different, you know, governing beliefs, um, yeah. different belief systems that believe that they need to, you know, burn down this forest and yes. get rid of the ohms and they're poison and they're terrible. But she has developed a way to communicate with them and to really understand them for yes. what they are and appreciates them for the beauty within them. They can do a lot of harm, but they just can't help it. Right. It's one mm-hmm. of those beings where they kind of have just like a different mindset. In their on their intentions of life. And so she understands yeah. that they don't really know and have all the emotions that we have. You know, they don't really, aren't entirely aware of some of the hurt that they're doing. So it's best if the humans just go ahead and meet the insect somewhere they're at.
1: Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's, it, there's a lot of themes of nature and, Absolutely. and man's relationship with it.
0: That's basically like her goal in the whole movie. So she going about and there's different other like governments and villages coming in and at one point the freaking king dies because the this one group k- kills him and then they're like oh you shouldn't have killed him we're actually here to help the people and they're like oh shit sorry oh, yeah. oh, oh was that the oh, king oh so sorry oh
1: so, sorry was that your king yeah. oh <laughs> uh,
0: mm. dang it well or you know pull the collar a little yeah, bit yeah, brush the dust tough. off. Mm-hmm. so uh happy hour yeah <laughs> <laughs> lots of characters in this one lots of terminology. Um, it's very, it's a very like universe it's, kind it's, of film. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. very law
1: heavy. Like it very establishes lore its own law pretty well. To to me, it felt like a a nice little uh, midpoint between the modern law that we get now, sort of in the twenty first century, yep. and like the the sort of blockbuster franchise stuff, and then the more traditional things like Lord of the Rings and things like that. Mm-hmm. It felt like a nice midpoint where you could see, oh, I see how the plot and the setup here. Was influenced by things that came before it, but I also see how much it influenced the things that came after it. Right, exactly. That's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think it's super awesome. So the plot of Twelve Angry
1: Men. Yeah, it's not that, is it? It's not the. <laughs> it's not. I like. I. I love this premise, Bear. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's. It's. Plot, plot wise, they're not really the same film, yeah. are they? Yeah. Oh, dang it. Like I don't remember any giant. Well, guys, books. that's <laughs> it for today. You know what? I
0: guess we're going to have to wrap it up. I'm so sorry. I totally messed up on this one. No, that's not right. These are two random films, and we're trying to find the lens. There's, exactly. There's we're aiming to find the lens. I can't fall into the old format. The old format is no more, <laughs> right? 12 Angry Men is, you know what? Well, I mean, pretty a Hell of a plot. title. Hell of a yeah. title, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. They're pissed. They're pretty pissed. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> they're, they're so mad. Like that was one thing I noticed in this movie. Is like, oh wow. Like I'm really glad that they're like, you know, not like twelve. Like you know, kind of uh, subdued anger. You know, or M- like 12, twelve mildly peeved. <laughs> mildly peeved. Right. <laughs> so there's a there's a, a court case. So essentially, this is a, a really a one setting film and kind of a one problem film. Yeah. Someone yeah. committed a murder. Are they guilty? Are they not guilty? 12 random white dudes are putting a room together, and they have, you know. They're the jury. Yeah, they're the jury. Roughly a couple hours to figure out if they're guilty or not guilty. And at the beginning of the film, um, we've got 11 men saying guilty. And then mm-hmm. sweet, sweet juror number eight says not guilty. Yes. And thus begins one of the most iconic films in a film that I definitely hold high on my list after watching it for the first time for myself.
1: Yeah, same for me. Jeff, same for, for you me. as
0: well. Yeah and you watch them basically just completely tear apart what it is to be right, what it is to be wrong, what are, you know, different morals, growing up, background, mm-hmm. all these different things and walk through so many different issues that pertain to the situation of this teenage boy that has killed his father.
1: Yeah. It's a it manages to be a character study of 12 different characters at the same time oh and my it's God. so good. You've got the one
0: in denial. You've got the one that is naive and just follows along uh-huh. with the story. You've got the one that is like, no, I, I you know, is the understanding that there might be something different to this, yeah. you know, breaking the mold the, a little bit. The guy who's bored. Yeah. <laughs> so bored. <laughs> the comedic relief, which is odd in a yes, movie like this, you know. Yeah. He was brilliant. Juror number seven. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because yep, he's the guy. But I, I loved that. I will say that real quick i loved how i was just like oh, okay the one talking right now i know the one next to him was mm-hmm. number eight because i watched it with subtitles and the subtitles were great because it said your number okay on it okay and that helped me kind of count each one it's just yeah. like that guy's up there and a, li- a little bit before three people over is another one so he must be one yeah and the three other three over is four
1: yeah it's uh it's a beautiful film I, I wish I'd watched it earlier. So, again, thank you for this opportunity to to watch movies and talk about them. Oh, don't thank me. Thank the Google number generator. Yeah, that's sir, very true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. just... It was amazing how within 20, 25 minutes of being in that room, I knew each of them as individuals. Yes. Like, they no longer blended into one. they are 12 white dudes in a room, so they should. Mm-hmm. But they, they just didn't. I was like, I I get the different identities. It was just... Like you say, simple plot, simple simple plot, solve the problem, like figure out the case and solve your own problems along the way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But within that, so many threads, so many individual threads.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's really set the set kind of a standard for courtroom films that we've seen today. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we've got so many different courtroom films, kind of, you know, Trial Chicago 7.
1: I was about to say that we've recently watched. If this isn't Aaron Sorkin's favorite film of all time.
0: (laughs) Yep. I'm done. Yeah. I, it I, has my, to be. It just podcast, has to be. Podcast is over and uh, I'm burning all of my Martin Scorsese films. I'm burning them immediately. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah. For I'm no done. reason at
1: all, just, just for the hell of
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to burn them after this, actually. Yeah, <laughs> After I have to compare an anime and 12 Angry Men. <laughs> Good excuse to buy some more. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, with each of these films, we have all these different characters that we've each men- mentioned. We've mentioned Nazca. Yes. We've mentioned Juror Number 8. You know who gave the best performance out of all these? I'm gonna just jump uh, the gun on Twelve Angry Men and say juror Number Eight. Yeah, I mean, uh, come uh, on,
1: Henry Fonda. Yep. Oh just my gosh. Those, those. Oh, I mean, I know it's not his nickname, but oh, blue eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different old guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I just he was so charming, and the, the there's a scene around about the midpoint where one guy confronts him. Is like, are you a salesman? And he's like, no. He's like, well, you should be, because he has yeah. just that natural charm. And he says things so softly compared to everyone else. He's so calm. He, I wouldn't call him an angry man. No, this is no. eleven angry men. Yeah, I feel yeah. missold, Actually, <laughs> yeah, I, I want my money back. Boycott twelve. Cancel twelve angry men. <laughs> there were uh, eleven angry yeah. men. He,
0: he is able to bring it up. Like I say, not guilty, and they ask why. And he goes, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that isn't a hell of an answer that we all kind of need right now in this society is like, I don't know. I don't know because I just don't. Can we talk about it? That's what he says. Can we fucking talk about it? That is amazing. And that is what drives the film, I think, is that can we talk about it? And they do. It's a talkie, right? Oh, the whole t- film is a total. Talkie. Oh, it's, a, it's a big old wordy, big big old big old phrasey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of them. And that is what all he wants to do is just talk about yeah. the premise of it. And Bec- they they all do
1: too. Some do, some don't. You know, because an eighteen-year-old kid's life is on the line because it's the 1950s. So mm-hmm. an electric chair is is gonna happen. That's on the cards. Right. And it it's just Henry Fonda's decision, Jura Number Eight, to just be like well, look, we, we can't just decide this in five minutes. We need to at least talk about it. Right. And like you say, it's the, it's the, it's the not knowing it's the unknown and exploring the unknown. That is the exciting part. And even after he makes his first case, a couple of people switch sides. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe that shows that the, the, the morality of just unanimously deciding to kill someone is, is dubious at best. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously it gets more heated as it goes on because of 12 Angry Men. Exactly. Yeah, his charm, his winning performance, just both in the narrative and on screen, just wins everyone over. Absolutely. It wins. It wins. And it doesn't just win the audience, it
0: wins all the jurors as yeah. well. And just to give kind of a runner up, I do think juror number three, our last one. To yes. Except the
1: not guilty. Yes. That was a heartbreaking realization. It it right? was a fantastic performance from from our antagonist mm-hmm. in the room. Lee J Cobb is the actor.
0: Yeah. Um, is the name and he yeah our, our 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 very our core antagonist right the one that is kind of fueling the fire for the guilty train. Yeah. A little bit here due to you know political beliefs like he killed a man that's not right that's not you know his where do his morals lie he killed him and then he everyone saw him, there's all this proof. And then when he is able to realize outside of it, the background and see the heart of it, it's heartbreaking because he understands how much
1: he was personally affected by it as well due to his relationship with his father. He's bringing his own, well, his son. Oh, his son. Sorry. Yeah. Bringing his own personal prejudices into it because he never got that closure with his son. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, powerful powerful stuff very powerful I, I I will say as well the it was a tough performance to give but the the prejudice racist rant that drew a number 10 yep. i want to say i think it was 10 the, thinking of the position yeah yeah seven. yeah <laughs> eight and then it was the old guy who's nine and then yep. 10 was the guy who went on the prejudiced rant mm-hmm. right he had the accent he he was foreign Oh, no, sorry, the other guy. The guy who was coughing all the time, who was sat between oh, the Oh, yeah, guy. he was really old, right. The guy with the coronavirus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy mm-hmm. with the coronavirus. Right, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that guy. And why aren't uh, they
0: all wearing masks? They're wearing masks in
1: Nausicaa. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm in the wrong movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he, he. that was a tough one to give because that was the really prejudicial rant of like, oh, this guy wants him to be guilty because of his race, his class, like the... That's why he wants to see him as guilty. And that really powerful moment of just everyone getting up from the table. That was like, God, if everyone could just do that on the internet now, (laughs) like, Uh, like when the racist is giving a big rant, if if instead of firing back, everyone just left the chat. Yep. That'd be so good.
0: That'd be really great. This person. Yeah. Cool dude. 69 left the chat. I sure (laughs) hope so. So speaking of courtrooms, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, of course, right?
1: Um, any favorite performances from that one as well? I Look, mean, no, this, the, this was tough. This was tough. It's an anime and I just fired up the first version that was on HBO Max. And so I did. You did you have sub or dub? I, I did dub. I had dub too. Okay. Was, um. We need to give ourselves a little slap on yep, the wrist. Slap on the wrist for the <laughs> dub.
0: I enjoyed the dub. So I did. I thought it was it good. It was really good. And do you know who was in the dub? Okay. I recognize. So many wonderful. I recognize two voices. Okay. Which ones? My
1: Patrick Stewart.
0: Yep. And Shia LaBeouf. Yes. <laughs> And Mark Hamill was somewhere in what? there as well. Um, and some other ones, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But I didn't
1: see that the Joker was in there. <laughs> just the Joker. That's all he does.
0: That's it? the only thing Mark Hamill does. For everyone, we watched the dub. We apologize. S- we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Sorry. It's all we had. You know, you got to think about it. Sometimes things are limited. Even though media is not limited in this day and age, it was now. Lord Yuba. Mm-hmm. I really loved Lord Yuba. For his calming, yeah, calming presence and his very kind of father like presence to Nazuka, yeah, you know, I I want to say Nazuka, but I loved Lord Yupa. I also really loved Mido as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he was more of like the uncle, yes, like yes. the super weird drunk uncle, definitely right definitely. with the weird political
1: beliefs and kind of stuck in his ways. I yeah. really liked him. Um, no, they they were good. I I like this film for so many reasons, but I I think. I, I can't tell with dubs whether it's the performance that's strong or if it's the dialogue that's strong or maybe right. it's a bit of both. But, yeah, I those characters, yeah, like the the father and the oncular figures are, were just very good for her. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, it
0: is hard to tell with the dub because normally the traditional way is the, you know, the Japanese, you're hearing Japanese audio, right, and then mm-hmm. you are reading English subtitles. Yeah. But it, it does change it a little bit because you're listening to an American actor. But I felt like I still I feel like it was a really good dub. I haven't listened to a lot of them, yeah. But I felt like it was pretty solid. So, I yeah I really loved Lord Yupa. Um, whoever good played this character. character, I think that was character. I think
1: that was Sir Patrick Stewart.
0: That was Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I believe so. His, it was his great. Those deep gravelly big voice, mustaches. Yeah, things
1: were huge.
0: Booming, booming mustaches. Yeah, it was interesting because. Twelve Angry Men has is the performances. It is the performances, and Nausicaä of the Valley of the Wind. It's the animation, and it's yeah. it's the story that drives in it. It is it right is. exactly. So visually, each mm-hmm. film was very very separate from from the other. Right, mm-hmm. Twelve Angry Men was one room. It's black and white. Well, it was two rooms. We we're in the courtroom for like Yeah, I I five, would like I would ju- I'd basically say one room. It was one it's, room. It's like
1: two minutes at the start and two minutes at the end that aren't. Right. But that's it. The right. rest is just one single room.
0: It's just a camera floating around a room. Oh, how much I would have loved if that shit was one shot. It Ooh. probably would have played more like a play, like a stage play. Yeah, sure. And sure. there have been stage play adaptations of it, but it would have been awesome. At one point, there was about a five or six minute. No I was cut gonna scene, say, yeah. and I was like, "When are they gonna cut? Oh my gosh, it's still going. Yeah. They're just moving around the room right now. This is amazing. It, don't don't cut it.
1: Don't cut it. It it definitely. I I loved the lack of cuts in it. It was yes. so good. They they let the characters breathe. They let the scene breathe. But I I probably wouldn't want to see it as one continuous shot from a personal perspective, because when they started to ramp up the tension towards the end and they did a few quicker cuts, I was like, yes, that's the effect of not doing too many cuts early on to then ramp up the pace of the directing to increase the tension. That was nice. That was I, I liked how it changed in the final third and got a bit more intense and a bit more. Uh, close-up, then close-up, then close-up, yep. then close-up.
0: Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. They should have. The director, whoever directed <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, should have watched this because that's the first thing I thought of was the editing in this was it pertains to the pace of the film. Yes. The direction is goes with the editing. It's not just cutting because they feel like it. It goes with how the dialogue competes, right? It's how the storyline is going along. Where are they getting at within judging the verdict, right?
1: They complement each other. Exactly. So well.
0: Incredibly well. And again, in one room, it can kind of fall flat sometimes. But with this... We were really focused on the dialogue. And you yeah. know, we were watching them t- get up, take breaks. They needed water. Go to the bathroom. That was the other room, I
1: guess. Was yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> that was
0: great too. It's just like I have to go to the bathroom. So I'm gonna go. Carry on the conversation in the bathroom. Get to know each other in the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, right. Or, yeah. Which was, yeah, exactly. Which is what I do every time I go to the bathroom, just yeah. chat to kind of. That's to why me. I don't like public bathrooms because yeah. people like you have yeah. conversations with me. <laughs> it's hard these days when the each urinal is closed off because of COVID. Gosh dang it. <laughs> There is one scene where it starts at the beginning and they're all walking in. Mm-hmm. And it's like from the perspective of just somebody watching. Almost like it's just like if, like, say the judge just had a special, like.
1: Like a know, CCTV camera kind Exactly.
0: Of thing. That kind of thing. Or, you know, like an interrogation room window where they can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. The person yeah, being interrogated the, can't see. Uh, double glass. The double, double glass, right? Double glass. It was almost like that perspective. It's not what it's called. but No, yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure that's what it's yeah, called. yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. It is double glass. Okay, cool. Martin Skorsky texted
1: me, so we're good to go. Yeah, he said he says it's double glass. He says cool. double glass. Yeah, right. we're good. It's so that double glass, that that's that's it's almost like it had that effect. Right, yeah. it did, and it felt like that. Like you were watching them just
0: all come in. You know, they're looking at the mirror, checking their tie. You know, picking their nose, getting a drink of water, smoking. So many cigarettes because oh, it's the fifties. Yeah, I was gonna say it's
1: healthy back then. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, doctors were literally saying, "Oh, uh, yeah, you've got smoke. tuberculosis. Have a pack of cigarettes. Have a though. smoke. That'll yeah, e- exactly. Right.
0: Yeah, high cholesterol.
1: Smoke. Yeah, get a get a pack real quick. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the fifties. It's Mad Men. It's Angry Men.
0: Yeah, we're all. Yeah, we're and every single movie romanticizes the cigarettes. That's why people want to smoke these days. You know. They yeah. look at it and movies like
1: this and they're hitting them and having conversation. And it's interesting. You know. You, 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 tell me you can watch Jura number eight, spark one up and look yeah. at you and then not also want to join in. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I, I want to smoke a whole pack with them.
1: <laughs> so I'm really bad at discussing cinematography of animated movies um, b- because I I've done a film degree, but I don't know how animated movies are made. Um, so yeah, that's I, tricky. It's definitely tricky. So I just want to talk about just the artwork, man. Oh Holy my god, So pre-Ghibli, pre-Ghibli, but still had some all of Miyazaki's signature stuff. Oh yeah, because it's uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's one of it's his first. Because his first movie was, I believe, like seventy nine or eighty when he did the Loop in the Third Film. Technically, this was his first film, mm-hmm. separate. You know, from Ghibli, but it was pre-Ghibli, so it was his first movie. Well, I, let's just call it his, like, first legit movie, yeah. separate from Lupin.
1: Yeah, it, right? it's, it doesn't have that established, um, the brand. And he himself is an animator, correct? Like, he, yeah, he yeah. draws? Okay. He, it's all his artwork, I believe. That right. It, it comes he obviously from. has helpers. Yeah, it wasn't all him. No. Although That's I did wonder dump- if they used so many big mustaches and masks to help make the animation easier because then you don't have to animate their mouths moving. That's I thought about that too. So it was I like often nice little pictured trick.
0: what they looked like underneath the masks. There's a couple times where there would be a side profile of the men with the mustaches mm-hmm. and you would just maybe see like a crease of the mouth or something. A little smidge. A little smidge. I love it in animation when you clearly just have the drawn background
1: yes. on top of the animated and it's just so beautiful. And those it's landscapes so were so unique because it mm-hmm. was as we I mean listeners all will- understand this from when we were trying to describe the premise but it's like this post-apocalyptic jungle but medieval feudal yes. sci-fi fantasy it's everything so the 1600s meets 2200 after world of exactly yep. so the the backdrops are so unique and the the landscapes are so unique it's right it, it looked like another planet but it was earth exactly it was yeah it was unbelievable and i loved the ohms
0: were really beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. They really beautiful creature. And the, the spores and the snow falling down. Yeah. I and mean, all those little particles that they had to draw in. Any Ghibli film, any anime, I'll say it here. Go everyone needs to appreciate anime mm-hmm. to the highest degree that you can. It is just such a wonderful art form, uh, the hand-drawn stuff. Animation is really, really cool, computer-generated. You can do a lot of cool stuff with it. Lord Miller Production Company right now are doing a lot of
1: wonderful things, but there is something so special about that hand-drawn. Yeah, and listen... Listen, friends, you don't have to become a full-blown weeb either. You can just yeah. just watch some of the Studio Ghibli big hits. No, I didn't know that. And I'm a
0: full-blown <laughs> weeb now. Gosh dang oh, it. D-
1: oh, sorry. I know. All I do is <laughs> I'm just speaking Japanese all the time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't understood a single word of this <laughs> entire conversation. It's, a, it's lucky that I've been responding the correct <laughs> You're way. You're
0: doing an amazing job. I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs> I want to talk about the battle. Se- oh my gosh, this was so cool! Oh, the battle the, sequences yes. were awesome. The dog fights,
1: the dog f- that's exactly how I describe it.
0: Unbelievable! Yep, they, Unbe- were do- they were dog fights. They were dog fights. You know, pulling from and Miyazaki always pulls from some kind of political thing going on. I mean, Grave of the Fireflies. Come on, yeah, heart wrenching stuff about the he, bombings.
1: You know, his idol was a World War. Was the guy who designed a lot of the World War Two fighter? Plans, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like he has this complicated relationship with loving war and hating war and stuff, right? And that really comes out in his work. But yeah, the dogfight sequences, just the the sheer action that is happening in a 1980s animated film like we'd we'd expect that of a, of an animated film of today. Oh, it,
0: it, to the but, to a crazy degree. But too. back
1: then, that you didn't really get the sort of like fast paced. Like that's when the editing really ramped up and. God, even in the action sequence towards the start, uh, the end of the first act, when uh, the the ship originally crashes in the village, and just like Noska seeing a person inside the ship as it crashes, yeah, like that framing was just like harrowing. Yes, it was just like, oh, oh, they're dead. Yeah, people are dying here. This is that was yeah
0: tragic for arguably what. You know, the animated genre often can come across as the kids show sure. film kind of thing. But yeah. then you've got like anime such as Akira and Perfect Blue. Yes. Which are not kids movies. And yeah. I do not think that any parent should show. Their kids Akira, please don't show your kid Akira if they're five years old. Yeah, n- not for five year olds. No, no, not for five year olds. Maybe like thirteen when they're discovering different stuff. Yeah, let's go thirteen. Yeah, yeah. we'll say thirteen. That's our official endorsement. And then you call them a weeb and <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> him. Kick them out the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the both of these movies look so good, especially Nausicaa. Yeah, and Twelve Angry Men. It sounds. Fu- it sounds fine. I think we get we get we get like a little bit of violin. In the beginning, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no score. There's no score. Essentially, we and, get and some violin, some orchestrated pieces at the end that have probably been used sure. in other movies. You know, it's kind of that like stock sound bites that they kind of use in different films. They probably, I don't know. That's not the point of this film. Is the, is the, yeah
1: the soundtrack? It's, um, it's better not having it it's it the dialogue speaks for itself right the lack of sound yeah it's a dialogue movie you want to hear the people speak it doesn't really the performances and the words that come out of their mouth are dramatic enough i i don't need a audio cue to tell me to feel things in that movie Mm -hmm. that movie had it all although i will say there there's one sound related thing i can think of in 12 angry men Mm -hmm. um it's when the rain starts and they close the windows, and it's just it's as, muffled. like, the third act begins. And it's like that every line of dialogue they speak is over this backdrop of muffled rain. And it just heightens the tension in such a way that I was I was on the edge of my seat of a dialogue movie. And that might sound sad. You might, you might be like, Matt, what are you doing? Get a <laughs> life. But I was on the edge of my seat of a dialogue <laughs> movie from right, 1956 yeah. or whatever.
0: Yeah, you were doing it. You were doing it. Yeah. I, I definitely was, because, I mean... Obviously, you kind of have an intention that they're going to go ahead and probably say not guilty. You just have a bit of a, you know, us film guys, you know, we've watched enough movies. It,
1: we know my stories. Yeah, I
0: know my stuff. Yeah. Excuse me as I... Uh, Tighten up my time.
1: Yeah, I I adjusted suspenders for some yeah. reason. I don't know why I did yeah. that. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you've got suspenders, I've got a tie on. Yeah, yeah. that's just how we're th- doing That's all you have to picture, listeners.
0: Well, that's how I do every podcast, because yeah. I'm a, a complete intellectual. Yeah, that's all you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's all I ever wear. punch drunk glove style, pretty much. Um, right, so in the end, after all that, we know they're not guilty. So they can just kind of get to the point of why they're not. There doesn't need to be any of like this... Like me the kind of filter, you know, like sorry the, what? The me you know Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, you know. <laughs> no, like the like the like the the violin sound where it's just oh. like that like suspense hair, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yes. to get to that, yes. you know. Oh, oh yeah. the me Yeah <laughs> <laughs> that you know. They they just we know they're guilty we know at some point they're gonna get to the point where We know they're not guilty. There's not any of the suspense. You don't need any of that. But it's kind of like a predictable, in a way, kind of film. But, you know, there's no, like, soundtrack in between that you need like that, oh, but maybe, oh, but maybe. It's simply just all filled with dialogue. Yeah, because it's about the journey, and the journey is talking. Exactly. Right, right. And, like, in Nausicaa, right, the journey is kind of just this, like, figuring out this kind of... Political situation, talking and calming tensions with each village. Yes, which needs vaporwave. It only needs vaporwave and synths or beautiful strings. But then, when the yes. planes are fighting, yeah, with the 808s, yeah, unbelievable. C- can
1: I be completely honest with you? Tell me, I hated those. Parts. No, like no, yeah. I and loved it. it. Personal preference. I total get it. Personal preference. It's wrong. But I get it. There, There's something about, I don't really mind synth and vaporwave done in the 2010s, 2020s is like a callback. Okay, right. But The stuff that was originally done in the 80s, it's like... It's corny, huh? It's kind of corny. And it's like, just because synthesizers have been invented doesn't mean they need <laughs> to be in every single like, track. Oh damn, that thing is sick. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's put too that on. Much. Put it's that, too it's much. like
0: that young, that young thug meme or something where they're in the studio like, oh, that sounds awesome. Drop it or yeah. something. Exactly, it's yeah, that. I, I, that sounds great. Put it in Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind.
1: That, w- what, really? That would be so jarring. <laughs> yeah. No, put it in. Put there. it in. <laughs> that's, to me, that's how it felt. I loved the, I loved the 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 audio of the yeah. action sounds, the, exp- the explosions in right. the air, the everything. I even loved the music when it wasn't cheesy 80s style it's just not for me it's, i get it, it yeah and here's here's the thing uh can we view view two <laughs> films in the same lines can, can i imagine a tw- version of 12 angry men <laughs> oh, in the 80s no. <laughs> with that because you know if they'd have made that in 1984 then that would have just been packed full of synthwave <laughs> oh yeah martin sheen would have been in it for, for sure yes too. martin sheen
0: again francis ford coppola would have directed. no who would have directed 12 angry men if it was made you know what? i think it
1: would have starred some big names but i think it would have been directed by a complete unknown. You think so? Yeah, I reckon. They'd, I, have, they'd have spent their money on the stars, I reckon.
0: I, I think so, too. Or Zemeckis would have done it.
1: Ah, yeah. But, uh, yeah,
0: just uh, give yeah. it to Zemeckis. He yeah, can do fine. Gonna, uh, yeah, that's uh, usually uh, how a to... uh, Polar Express. <laughs> Polar Express. And Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like... I really loved... I mean, I think... To my knowledge, I believe that Miyazaki uses the same composer for a lot of his films. Oh, that's cool. Because a lot of the other Miyazaki films, it's known for like the like the Spirited Away theme. Yes, you know the um, Totoro theme, Castle in the Sky theme, Princess. Ma- you know, like you
1: could, I, we could just say movies and then follow it with the word theme. We yeah, could exactly. That. The yeah. Room theme. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, all these different movies have you know a distinct soundtrack,
1: and this one I think definitely it's not as grand there was the, as uh, the there was the motif there was her motif that was played every time she went into a trance with the yes. the little I like that. the little hum that mm-hmm. was nice that that was the thing of like oh We're entering into a deep connection with the earth now.
0: Right. I like the repetition of um, soundtrack just in any film. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, this is a familiar situation of either panic or of joy. Mostly it's of kind of some sort of turmoil or issue that they're working out. Yes. And this one, there's quite a lot of problems going on. The whole
1: thing is just an issue.
0: Yeah. There's. Oh, it's one—it's
1: one, one big issue. One very
0: big issue. Yeah. It's not but, a single issue.
1: Do you mind if we uh, meta segue into talking about the themes of not these movies? Not at all. Because man, when you when you pitch the premise of this the, the the new revamped podcast, I was like, how is this going to work? But the themes—the themes of these movies—I can Holy sum it up smokes. in one sentence. Do it. Each feature a protagonist that demands to be heard. Both Holy of these shit. films are about people who need to be heard. They have a truth that they. Need to have spoken, and they need to convince other people of this truth.
0: Matt, what the hell? This was supposed to be hard. Well, (sighs) gosh dang it! Turns out it's a piece of piss. Reformat, reformat. (laughs) We're going, we're going back. We're going back. Oh my gosh, that's true. They need to be heard. They have a different. They have a viewpoint, and at the beginning, they present what. Here is why I want it to be heard in this way. Everyone's like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Let's talk about it. They all just want to talk and hear other opinions. Yes. Nazika is just the
1: president that we all need, the, honestly. The, yeah, the president that we all need. And then about halfway through the movie, she gets the key information that she needs that's like the proof.
0: And then she has to go to each person and
1: tell them, this is why, this exactly. is why, this is why. And that is how 12 Angry Men works as well. Same thing. So to me, I know that's not exactly a theme, that's, right. but to me it is. I think uh, yeah, If it
0: is to you, then it is to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's the voice to the voiceless. Like yeah. it's 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 yeah. there's a protagonist who's so headstrong. Right, yeah,
0: like you've got the headstrong individual of Jur number 8 yes. dealing with uh, a topic of moral issues that have to do with right and wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how each one has to do with, but in 12 Angry Men we're brought with right so Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind it's in an anime setting little more fantasy setting, 12 Angry Men, it's a real scenario that has probably happened before, especially in this time of the 50s. More than likely, there were often cases of 12 angry men on a jury team that were called to do a murder case. This had to happen in the 50s. Obviously, we've come a long way. We've got, you know, people of color. We've got women on jury now. Hey,
1: look, we could have 12 angry women now. Yeah,
0: right, exactly, you know. We've we've come a long way, so it makes sense for this time. And in this, they're determining right or wrong. He deserves to die. He doesn't deserve to die. Yeah, and it's basically just assessing big topics, right? The whole thing of twelve angry men is like bringing in just kind of like the main topics of trust and right or wrong and C- guilty class, not guilty.
1: Class was a big thing for me. Class, in, in, in yes, that, because I don't think they were explicit about the race of the of the defendant. You could tell from the prejudicial rant that there was a bit of race stuff involved, but most of the prejudice around the table was rooted in class. Like, mm. and I, I'm, I'm not an American, so I know that that is tied to race in America in a, in a much stronger way than in other countries. But I still think class is key here because so many people were just like, oh, he's from the slums. Let's just kill him. Yep, exactly. Which is insane that anyone could sit at a table and do that. Right, Exactly. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be some kind of saint, but I'd like to think that I wouldn't instantly decide to murder someone. Right. You would be juror number eight, more, more than likely. Or one of the. I'd, a- I'd at least be one of the ones who was convinced early doors, I think. I mm-hmm. reckon. I reckon. I uh, would. I, jury 11 or juror one. Or yeah. No, wait, yeah, two. Right. Who's the nervous guy on the end who was handing everyone two. breath mints? That was two. I'd yeah. probably be two. He was the one that pretty naive, right? Who was just like, "Hi." Okay, maybe I wouldn't else be else said too. not guilty,
0: so <laughs> I say not. Yeah, I think I would probably be that <laughs> at first under pressure, you know. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because a class is a large part of it, and just like the morals between each class. So all a lot of these guys are maybe like rich, certainly like middle class. Right. Yeah. A yeah. lot of probably most of them middle because they were class. talking about like
1: salesman, lawyer. Uh, banker like that. Those were the kind of jobs at play.
0: Exactly. Right. Architect. Right. Yeah. So they're all, yeah. Architect at the very right. or or That's juror number 12. Um, So they're all bringing different viewpoints. And it's really just about what everyone, everyone's differing opinion Mm -hmm. just on society in general. You know, it's about holding your own, thinking for yourself, bringing to the table what you want to bring to the table. But at the same time, a lot of people just kind of will be like, oh, come on. This shouldn't
1: last long. He's guilty. Let's go. He killed yeah. someone. He's guilty. Yeah. We don't need the evidence. Let's go. It's about it's about being open to new ideas. Mm-hmm. Or not even new ideas, but new perspectives. Absolutely. And
0: I think in Nausicaä of the Valley of the Wind, I think that our character Nausicaä is also open to new perspectives. She's more adamant on wanting to speak her mind quickly because yeah. it's more urgent because these ohms are Freaking hauling ass! Yeah, <laughs> they're so. There's the, a time crunch. There is a crazy couple scenes where they're showing the horde of them. Yeah, dear God, that's amazing. Yeah, just millions of little
1: eyes. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It uh, really is. And I think if there's a if there's a theme with Norska that's exclusive to it, it's it's nature. It's mm-hmm. it's environmentalism. Yep. It's it's protect this planet because. Pro-earth. We, it's the only one we've got.
0: Yeah, it's it really is. It, it's Leonardo DiCaprio's favorite film, honestly. And they ma-
1: <laughs> and they managed to do it. Like oh, Miyazaki and, and the team managed to do it without it seeming like preachy. It, yep. it never seemed heavy-handed. Not that he's not capable of heavy-handedness. I don't think he's he's a true artist. Mm-hmm. But it, it was so, so it was just like such a good moral lesson of like look after this planet and the animals that live on it and try and figure out your relationship with the other animals and plants on this planet.
0: Right. It's a good place to start. And put trust in those that you're trying to raise. Yeah. You've got Lord Mm. Yupa and the king who passed away in the position of Nausicaa is the princess and she knows all this information. We need to trust that she can lead these people and has the right intentions. She's going to do her shit because she's badass. Of course. But, you know, like she's going to do it. She doesn't need them to tell her when to do it. But they are, it's
1: you know... They instinctively trust yes. the younger generation, which yes. is something that is kind of absent in our modern times. Um, not with everyone, but with some people. Young people are supposed to respect the wisdom of elders, but elders are also supposed to respect the drive and perspective of young people. That's mm-hmm. kind of the relationship. That's the symbiotic relationship. That's nature. That's earth. Exactly. That's the theme. Right. It
0: goes on and on and on. Right. We have all these different themes. But how do those themes relate to 2021, where we are, the, le- the year after 2020, right? We can <laughs> cross that one off. Yeah, we don't have to that, count that one.
1: Look, that's, that's that's an interesting point, actually, because even Noska, we're talking about an almost 40-year-old film. Oh, my gosh. And, f- yeah, and for me, years. the thing that jumps out is we still aren't doing enough. We still... Uh, looking, uh, envir- we're staring down the barrel of environmental disaster like never before. We still
0: have so many differing opinions and we're not on the same page. Not yeah. that we ever will be but there's still so many people that are that so weird far though, off. Isn't
1: weird If we're talking about themes, I feel like this is a safe place where I can ask this question. Oh, Isn't yeah, that totally. weird that you just said like, but we never will be on the same page? I My thought is that like, we cannot be on the same page as a society about like, taxation or
0: Gun control. Gun
1: control. A little, yeah. th- like things that us as humans, but our relationship with this planet, the only voices that are saying we shouldn't do anything about it are the people who make money off of destroying the planet. Hmm. At some point, we've got to say no, and we all have to agree on something. It right. could be the one thing we all agreed on that, like every single political conversation at Thanksgiving... Would end with, but at least we can all agree that yeah. we love the Earth, right? What a
0: dream world, yeah. Oh, we we love Earth. <laughs> yeah, this is America. That is a dream concept <gasps> right there.
1: I, that, but that seems insane to me.
0: I know it because well, th- it, that's the thing, though, is can it doesn't I- seem insane to me because yeah, it, it, because of how like it, it, I shouldn't accept the divide that our country's in right now because that doesn't support change. Sure, but for what these films show. For what Nausicaa shows and how there's a group that wants to burn down the forest, they want the Ohms done to just kill them off. That it that there's probably groups that want to do that right now with yeah. say beetles, right? With the like there's like these pine beetles that eat at trees in the Rocky Mountains. They just destroy trees. And some people want to just burn them all down, but then some people think it's nature's course that they're there and they're destroying the trees, yeah. right? Or just use pesticides or something, I don't know. You know, like there's just different opinions and it'll always be there because of our our state of being. It could change and it could just be a little bit subdued, but I think it'll always be two different
1: sides. I <sighs> I, I see what you're saying. 100. It it it's a shame that mm-hmm. that's the case with something that because you should be. I understand with other political issues, not everything affects them. But there's not a single person that I couldn't have a sort of conversation or argument or debate, whatever you want to call it, that doesn't live on this planet. Like it's it should be the yes. one thing that is is agreed yes. upon by all. Because I we agree all live with here. you on that. 100%. Oh yeah, we we're preaching to the choir. But oh, it's, definitely, definitely. It it it, it just. That's the thing that struck me with this film mm-hmm. of like, we're still here. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nothing's changed.
0: Right. And same with 12 Angry Men, you know? It's, we're, gosh, we're, yeah. I mean, that one was even more intense just with, I think, I, I honestly, I really thought about just in the light of the Derek Chauvin trial, I think, just because it was a trial and it was a murder scenario. Yeah. But it was a completely different case, right? completely different but you got to think about the rights and wrongs of it and the and the different political sides of it you know um di- people you know on the side of Chau- chauvin and on the side of you know uh, the late george floyd right thinking about those things and when you put it into 12 angry men's perspective that didn't change either there are people that were like he killed someone he's guilty yeah or you know then there's the not guilty and then there's always just going to be a differing opinion. And in the case of 12 Angry Men, it was a plus, right? And it's yeah. interesting in 2021, mostly like mostly like, there's always a differing opinion. And with whatever you think, that differing opinion is wrong. And in this yeah, movie, it, the differing opinion was right. It's interesting. The, the, right, I, quote
1: unquote. I, I totally get what you're saying. It's just the position we find ourselves in in 2021 is... Juror number eight stands up and says his piece. And then juror number 10, the prejudiced one, stands up and says his piece. And then society says, these two men are equal. We should consider each opinion as validly equal. And these are the only two opinions. We don't care about juror number one through seven. Uh We don't care about the other guys. Right. We only care about the voice of eight and 10. And it creates this binary of just like good and evil, depending on which side of the fence you're on and it doesn't make any sense. I I do think more has changed in the legal system, but it's it's so depressingly little. <laughs> like yes. it's it's like like you were linking it with like the trial of Chauvin. Right. A cop has only just been convicted like in 2021 mm-hmm. after decades of decades. police brutality and murder.
0: Right. So it's like I, After, yeah, right. He's only being convicted. And we've got men in prison right now that have been in prison for 40, 50 years over yeah, marijuana yeah. charges
1: when it's legal so, in and, and, majority and so of states. The, maybe maybe the themes there. of these movies are depressing because it shows us how little has changed. Absolutely. I think so. You know, these are heavy topics, right? Yeah, these they, are heavy
0: topics. It's super, super heavy. But Matt. Yes. You've got these two films. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because... You're stranded on an island. You've you've okay. You've lost styles, shipwrecked. Yeah, and you, and you're just on this island. That's right? a plain
1: wreck and lost. But I'll I'll go right. With
0: it. And you don't have any food. You don't have any nothing. You've got nothing. Like unfortunately, you've got nothing, and you've resorted to these two films that you have on DVDs. I've got it's to the eat. only thing in your in oh your in your bag. It's the only thing in your bag. I'm so sorry for the crash. Your Why did I only out. pack these your things? Loved, I don't know. <laughs> I, you tell me <laughs> okay. before you Before you got lost. I might I know? thought I might get hungry. I know. Yeah. So you only which one are you going to put on the fire oh, man. and eat? And which one are you going to keep?
1: Okay. So I can only save one of these films. You can, Yeah, <sighs> and you have to eat the other. <laughs>
0: This oh is man, this is, this, I, is,
1: this is, this, yeah, this is a really serious, yeah. serious question. Um, love the imagery here, by the way. I can imagine myself by the campfire <laughs> staring at both discs <laughs> and having to throw one into the flames. Okay, I'm going to make a very personal decision here. I completely understand the value of Nausicaa because of its influence on anime, an entire genre. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to say of 12 Angry Men because i got i did a bit of screenwriting i not anything professional but i've done it and i've studied the practice and and things like that uh, this is a masterclass man this is this is a flawless yep. script from start to finish so for personal reasons i think i'm i think i'm saving 12 angry men and I'm reluctantly tossing Naska into the into the flames. You're eating Nosca, So oh, I'm least, eating. Yeah, oh, okay. You're eating it. Yeah. Mm, so D- delicious. Mm, earth. Environmentalism. Yum. Om. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh
0: delicious. Maybe a little bit gross. It might be a bit toxic with the spores. Of course. So I of course. Apologize. I'll mask up. I'm going to pick Twelve Angry Men to keep, and okay. Nausicaa as okay. well to burn. You joined it, me on the. Island I've joined at the last you on that. You've you've convinced me, but I, <laughs> I bef- beforehand too, I thought about it, and it it's a, like you said, a masterclass in speech. It will never, never get old. It will never, yeah, be a film where it's just like ah, it doesn't really, uh, you know, it hasn't stood the test of time. It will, it always will. It's pretty much seamless and is a perfect film to watch, not just to study film, but to study how we communicate with each other, how to figure out conflict. I think it should be used in speech classes. I think it should be done as play adaptations for schools. I think it's wonderful. Nausicaa is a beautiful, beautiful movie. I think there are better Ghibli films, and it just makes a lot of sense right now for me to go ahead and and eat it, you know. I, I I need to eat it. Yeah, I'm we, hungry. Yeah, and we got to share it now as well as I know. The oh shit! Well, wait, it... what if we both each brought two? <laughs> what, two we have to combined. We have two copies of Twelve Angry Men. Wait, wait, it's like the Spider Man meme.
1: Like, wait, yeah, <laughs> wait. You brought what? What uh, are you doing on this island? Wait, what do you have packed with you? I got an Oscar and Twelve Angry Men on DVD for some reason. I it's 2021. 20, do you have Blu-ray or regular? I just got regular. Oh shit, me too.
0: Okay, we've eaten. Yeah. I'm full. I'm <laughs> stuffed. I'm full of shards. Yeah. I've yeah. actually I've got a, like I think I have internal bleeding. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> no, yeah. This is terrible and we have no food and we're on the island. Um the the ultimate question. Can we view these
1: films through the same lens, Matt? <sighs> yeah, the the big question, the reason we're here. i mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to refer back to to my, my the protagonist theme. Elements and I'm I'm gonna say that the idea that there's a clear central protagonist who has a truth or a perspective that needs to be heard by pig headed people around them, I think is enough of a connection to say that you could you could screen these films together at a film festival and you could stand up beforehand and say, Look, guys, the theme here is good person wants to say things, needs to say things, but the bad people won't listen. The good person must make them listen. Right. And that's it. That's how you view them through the t- same lens. That's my opinion.
0: Right, exactly. The good people with the good thoughts. The good people with the good thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Or the uh, the people with the, um, you know, the out there thoughts or the outlanders thoughts or something. Progr- I- progressive. Progressive thoughts. Yeah. Progressive thoughts in cinema. Who knows, you know? I totally agree. I think these definitely serve under the same lens because of how they're able to address political issues within a group and talk about it. You know, 12 Angry Men has a political issue. Talk about it with each other. Right? They're pertaining to each individual group. They come in with an idea and they want to express it. Right? And you have different underlying themes of all these, like, is this right? Is this wrong? The environment, Mm -hmm. social issues, right? And those kind of just kind of all fall under just like a similar, just like political orb that I'm holding right now. We uh, yeah you I see, I it? see it yeah. yeah it's pretty it's cool. nice and smooth yeah it's it's very nice it's kind of glowing yeah. too I'm
1: getting hungry for Do you more touch it yeah. Can we <laughs> yeah smash it up yeah can we eat that shit <laughs> yeah. I got a taste now um, I'm so hungry it, yeah it's 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 the it's the idea that if we come together and talk about the difficult issues they might get solved like that there's, there's exactly. all the different cities and towns coming together in Norska. there's the different jurors opening up and sharing their perspectives in 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can view that I didn't think this I would did, work. I know. I'm like shocked right now, actually. <laughs> I was like, like when I finished both of
0: them, I'm like, there's a lot that these movies have in common, it's- right? And anything, when you ha- go in with the intentions of wanting to compare them, you're going to find stuff. Yeah. But as we've been talking about it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's really, really fascinating how just a number generator and pick these films yeah. and we've really talked about a lot of core issues that are in both movies like they write different plot settings different goals for what is going on but they carry the same intentions and themes within it.
1: And isn't that amazing a, a, a live action film from the 1950s and an anime from the 1980s? Yeah, a movie for weebs. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, if you weebs if you're listening yeah. and you've made it through this far, turn it off. Don't yeah. listen to this, part. I'm Don't joking. Listen. I'm joking,
0: weebs. Go we watch 12 Angry Men actually, weebs. Yeah. yeah.
1: Diversify your portfolio.
0: Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah, no more cosplay, just go ahead and go watch 12 Angry Men. Matt, thank you for coming on. This was it was so much fun, wonderfully pleasant. I, I I am just honestly radiating right now. This is really really fun, and I'm excited that you got to help us start off this new format. Yeah, um, it was a blast. Thanks for being here. Anything that you got going on that you'd like to promote to the people? Yes,
1: we launched a new podcast called Gate Leapers. We are not gatekeepers. We are the complete opposite of that. Myself and two friends, we invite a guest every week to partake in pop culture panel games. We play trivia, we play improv, we play fun little challenges, basically to roast the ridiculous lore and fandom elements of various pop culture franchises. It's a good laugh. We don't really take anything seriously. Someone's got to do it. Uh, yeah, someone's someone has to do Please, it, right? Yep. Everyone, e- everyone out there is taking things too seriously right now. Look at the world around us. Let's be silly.
0: I love it. Thank you, Matt. So it's the end of the episode, which is sad, but it is exciting because you, the listener, get to find out what... Movies are going to be on the next episode. Oh, do I get to find out? Too? You get to find out too, huh, Matt. Amazing! Yeah, I know this is wonderful. I'm glad you're here. It's really exciting. I <laughs> really, you know, I'm just I'm flipping a switch or, or turning a dial, but really I'm just clicking on my computer. The number. Oh yeah, right yeah, here. yeah. Um, but they don't need to know that, right, guys? <laughs> um, basically, I've got a list of a hundred movies right here. There's a bunch of random stuff that I'm looking at, and I'm gonna go ahead and click on Google to number generate two movies. One. Out of 100.
1: Oh, come on. So we're 69.
0: Gonna go <laughs> what is number 69? Oh, nice. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. Number 20 Toy Story. Oh. Wow. A Pixar a classic. classic. Yeah. A Pixar classic. Okay. And Bulletproof. Bulletproof? Bullet I don't think I've. Is bulletproof. I don't think I've heard of that. I don't. Do I remember putting the... it? Oh God! What? Oh, it's an Adam Sandler film. It's a- oh no, it's a buddy cop. No, no, this can't. No, I didn't mean to. Oh man! Can I? Ugh.
1: You got to go with it now. I- no, what? So, it's it can't be worse than Click.
0: The lead character's name is Archie Moses. No, <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, you heard it here first, folks. Next week, our episode is going to be. Toy Story, and Bulletproof. Good good luck to you and your guest. Uh, thank you very much. Go ahead and watch those films and see if you can pick the theme with us at the very end. Now, at the end of every episode, we lose two films. So sad. Goodbye, films. Of course. We had to eat one. We got to keep one. Who knows? So with this, that means, Matt, I need you to go ahead and put two films into the list now it has to stay at 100 every time i can't have 99 i can't have 98 i can't afford it i gotta
1: have 100 it makes sense uh, a film that i really loved from from recent history as a modern classic uh i'm, I'm gonna go with ladybird oh i throw a ladybird oh in i will gladly type that in what a beautiful beautiful movie i i loved it so much and i would love for some unsuspecting person to suddenly have to go through emotional turmoil (laughs) wonderful (laughs) um, it's a beautiful film and then I'm going to go with a British horror movie from about 10-15 years ago called The Descent The Descent? Yes Okay. Uh, an independent British horror movie, it's good I love it Uh, yeah, I hope someone gets that who hates horror movies.
0: Good stuff I mean I gotta watch it either way so I look forward (laughs) to it hell yes Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us uh, a wonderful review on any of your podcast players, uh, five stars is awesome. Give us a couple words. If you want to check us out on Twitter, it is at DEFilmPod. Again, at DEFilmPod. I'm on there promoting episodes talking about different movie news and looking at old movie stills and all that stuff so go ahead and have conversations with me on there let us know if there's any movies uh that you want us to watch just on our own free time i love watching movies i don't just watch it for the podcast so please go ahead and uh, let us know there thanks so much for checking this episode out and remember 12 angry men is a sausage fest and do not let anyone else tell you otherwise